This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. So we are, I'll say we're still in the midst really of our, our teaching. We're in the question and answering the question phase, but we're still on the subject matter of premarital counseling and are you prepared for the marital state. And so before we get into the question, we want to go over again and, and kind of keep us grounded as it pertains to the definition of marriage. And I hate to uh, have to make sure that I make this disclaimer, but remember, this is our working definition for marriage from a godly perspective. The world is doing their own thing, and you might hear this definition and say, hey, that's not how it was in this case or that case. We're talking from a godly perspective, and that's how we're going to answer these questions. But the definition of marriage is our working definition is marriage is a divine institution created by God, whereby two rational free moral agents, a man and a woman, who are born again, choose to enter into a covenant relationship with another imperfect person for a lifetime. So that is marriage, our working definition of marriage from a godly perspective. Now, when we, we've spent time and we've ministered on, are you prepared for the marital state? And here is a question that came in that we will be dealing with today. It's really two questions in one submission, but you'll see that they, uh, the questions really do tie together. The question is, how do you determine whether yourself or the person you are interested in is mature enough for dating, courting, and marriage? Should there be a certain level of growth in each of these areas before moving to the next season? I'll read that again. How do you determine whether yourself or the person you are interested in is mature enough for dating, courting, and marriage? And to follow up with that, it says, should there be a certain level of growth in each of these areas before moving to the next season? So we're going to deal with these questions or this uh, two-part question today. And we'll let Minister Castile kick us off with trying to answer this question. So uh, good morning, everybody. I'm going to kind of deal with, everything we talk about is going to go with the whole question, but I'm going to go with, kind of focus on the first part of that question, is how do you determine whether yourself or the person you're interested in is mature enough for dating, courting, and marriage? So if you will, um, flip over to Luke chapter 6 for me. And we're just going to read... uh, um, a couple of verses here, but what I want you to do, I'm, I'm going to build up to something, so give me some time. It's going to look like I'm going somewhere else, but just give me some time to get to, to, to pull it all together. So it's all, all of this goes together. So, so Luke chapter 6, we're going to read verses 43 through 45. For a good tree bringeth forth not corrupt fruit, neither doth corrupt fruit bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. So to go in, it says to determine maturity. So to determine maturity, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to examine fruit. So 
in this question, it's talking about determining if you're mature enough, if you're deter- uh, the person you're interested in is mature enough. So you're going to have to determine the fruit, first of all, of yourself. So the first thing you're going to have to do is self-examination. So self-examination. What is self-examination? Self, when you think about an examination, even, you know, like if you go get your physical examination with your doctor's office, or like we would call like an inspection of your car, that's an examination. They just don't go, oh, you know, look on the outside and kick the tire of your car and say, oh, you're fine. Or you go to the doctor and they look at you and say, mm, you look fine, you're healthy. No, an examination, it's a detailed inspection or an investigation. When you do a self-examination, it's a detailed inspection or investigation of yourself. It's a deep, thorough look at yourself to examine where you are in regards to God's standard. So once again, we're not telling you about the. I'm not telling you how to do a self-examination uh, about your job. All these talking about all these things. We're talking about the standard of God. This is a self-examination as a believer. You're always going to be uh, doing self-examination. What you're going to be looking for is you're going to not examine yourself in comparison to anyone else, to anything else. You're going to examine yourself based on the Word of God. What you're examining is are you living what you've been taught? When you see the standard of God, how are you applying that in your life? How are you going after that? So... As we're here, so, uh, you know, uh, what I'm, I'm kind of taking for granted because this person asked this question and we're all here, that we're hearing the word. We are actually listening. We're in a physical place to hear the word. Are you making the connection in your life between what you hear and how you live? That's your self-examination. Where, where, are, you, where are you missing it? Where are you weak? Where you, do you need to grow in? That's what you're going to be doing in self-examination. And it's not, it's going to take some time. And it's going to take effort. Now, are you making the connection? Flip over to Proverbs. And once again, I know you're like, what? I don't know about this. But listen, just follow me. Just just be patient with me. So we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 4. Because I think as I look not only at this question but maybe some of the other questions, what we need to realize, and when I say we, I'm, I'm single too, so I can put myself in this. What we need to realize is that the Word of God touches every area of my life. Not only does it touch, but it runs through. It should permeate. It should be in every area of my life. So when I get a word on, let's say, authority, as a single believer, I can, I can put that, I can appropriate that in every area of my life, including dating, including courting. Including and get all of that goes through. You may well, I don't see how submission does anything with that, but like in the church and my family. But no, in your life, who has authority over your life? Now, let's read this in verse um, Proverbs chapter four. We're going to read verses five through seven. It says, verse five says, "Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee." Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. So now, how does that go with what I was just talking about bearing fruit? I'm talking about making the connection. So it talks about understanding here in the Scripture. Understanding is getting revelation and meaning. It's not just hearing the Word, hearing that I read something about understanding and wisdom, and it sounded really good, and now you're going to go put it at the bottom of your email or whatever. It's saying, what does that mean? 
How does that, what does that mean? What does that really mean? What is God trying to say to me? So that's getting understanding. Now getting, excuse me, that's, yeah, that's getting understanding. Now wisdom means getting that meaning. What is God saying to me? Now applying it to my life. It means making the connection of coming in here and hearing the word, getting taught, studying, and seeing how that word applies to my life, and then taking the action of applying it to my life and letting it permeate my being, become a part of me, letting it structure my life. But you know how we talk about the standard and putting the barriers and the foundation? Letting it build my life. That's wisdom. So your self-introspection has to be based on that. You can't just come in. See, that's why a lot of people miss it, not just in, in, in premarital stuff, but they just take the Word of God, they read it, and they don't understand it. They don't get wisdom, and then they're doing something totally off, and then they wonder why they're bearing corrupt fruit because they don't have the seed. They don't have the right thing in their heart. They haven't gotten understanding. So how does that deal with this question of am I mature enough? Because right now we're just talking about you. Are you mature enough to date? So application in an unmarried believer's life, a single person's life. So now you're going to take this word. You're going to hear what we've, we've been teaching, all the lessons, not only in family life. You're going to take Wednesday night. You're going to take Sunday morning. You're going to look at um, next gen. You're going to take all the things because, listen, God is God. He knows everything that's going on. He knows more than you know, all of it. That's what God knows. You, don't, you know like a little bit of it, not even a little bit. You just know it. I don't know if you picked that up, but just a click of it. That's what you know. And sometimes, I'm, oh, how, how about this? That's what I know. And sometimes I'm uncertain about that. But God knows it all. So he's giving you what you need when you need it. Now it's up to you to take that and apply it in your life. So how does this go with this question? So now the self-examination. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to take some time and you're going to have to put forth some effort. You have to be patient. You're going to have to be prayerful. You're going to have to be diligent. And what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to ask yourself some questions, just like an, an inspection, right? We talked about an inspection, an investigation. You're going to look through some things. You're going to think about, why did I think that thought? Or why did I act that way per, towards that person? Or when they said that in a teaching, why did I get all mad? Why did my back, the back of my neck start burning? Or why did I have to run to the bathroom then? Those are things that you're going to look at. Now, now here's some questions you can ask yourself, because I, I want it to be real with you, okay? So, first thing, do you understand, based on God's standard, what dating, courting, engagement, and marriage are? The definition of marriage. Do you understand that? Do you understand it's between two imperfect people who are born again? And they make a lifetime commitment. And that commitment is a covenant based on God's standard. It's a covenant and a commitment you make before God. It's not, you know, your actions are your actions. Or are you looking for that perfect Hollywood person? Or do you think you're that perfect Hollywood person? So are you making that application? Have you realized, wait a minute, I'm growing, I'm maturing, and the person that I marry will be growing and maturing? Do, have you made that distinction? Dating, let's go to that one. Do you know dating is just a date? It's just spending time with somebody. So here's the thing. If, if I go out, if, if Stephanie Kelly and I go out and have lunch, we're, we're both women, and, and we're, we're living by a godly standard, okay? So we go out and we have lunch. We just have lunch. We just have a good time. We enjoy the food. We chit-chat. We get to know each other. I may get to know Stephanie's favorite color. She'll get to know my favorite food. And that was the date. Now, if you go out with someone from the opposite sex, do you have a different expectation? 
Are you expecting, oh, oh, you sitting across the table, oh, he has pretty eyes. I hope our children have his eyes. You don't understand dating. You already jumped the gun. You, that's how you, it, we, later on we're going to talk about how you talk, deal with the next person. But you already jumped the gun. Use dating for what dating is for. It's a process. Courting. That means, oh, I do like this person. I've spent time with them. I want to spend more time with them. I want to get them to, to know them. Maybe start pointing it towards marriage. Not sure, but I'm going to start pointing it towards that. Then engagement. I'm not married, but I said this is the one I want to marry, and we're working towards that. Do you understand that? When you think about the relationship with, that you have with this person you're interested in, what, what are you thinking about? Are you jumping the gun? Are you already in the next season? Are you already planning how you're going to spend your holidays? What color curtains you're going to have? What kind of, you know, who's going to do the yard when we're married? Because I don't want to do it and she wants me to, you know, all those things. You jump the gun. You don't have the proper, proper view. You've got to align. That's maturing. If, you're, if you don't know that, you're not mature enough. Here's the second thing with that one. So let's say you're dating this person and they break up with you. Let's be real here. What, what's your character going to be when they break up with you? Are you going to say they did me wrong? Let's say they dated somebody else. They went out on some dates with somebody else. They cheated on me. You can't cheat on anybody when you're not married to them. You got the wrong view. So if, when you answer those questions, if you say, let's say the person you're dating, let's say they, they go to this ministry. You're dating that person, and then next Sunday they come in with another uh, female. Let's say it's a guy. He comes in with another female. Can you even, you mad. You can't raise your hands during praise and worship. You, you're like, I'm a, ooh, ooh. You're not ready. Because you're thinking that that person belongs to you and that's not right. So how will your character be if they break up with you? The next thing. Are you having the wrong sexual thoughts? I told you, we're just going to get real with it. If you're thinking already of having a physical relationship with this person, if you're already thinking about a physical relationship, as soon as you get the opportunity, you're going to have that physical relationship. If you don't have your thoughts under control, if you don't have discipline, if you haven't renewed your mind in that area, you're not ready for dating. Then if the relationship or the thought of that relationship is, is a distraction for you, if it's overtaking your thoughts, if it's overtaking your life, you're always trying to figure out how you can get in that person's view, all these different things, then you're not ready. What do I mean by that? So I'm going to get deep with this one. Take, take two days, maybe three. And take an inventory of how much you think about, how much you, um, the best word I can use here is connive or manipulate to get in that person's eyesight or sending them texts. You accidentally send them a text that really doesn't belong to them, but you had not heard from them for a while, so you want to see if they're still out there. Let me just throw this out there. How much time are you thinking about that? How much time are you plotting and planning on that relationship? And then think about how much time and effort you spend on your relationship with God. And there you go. You'll be able to tell if you're ready. If, if, if that other one is, is more, even if, it's, even if it's a fraction, your relationship with God should be the, the priority. Not that you won't think of those things, but you're going to think of it in the right way. So when you take this exam, when you ask yourself these questions, if you see I don't have the godly answer, not the answer you want, but the godly answer, then you're not ready. You need to grow. And that, listen, it's not that you won't be ready. Now you've taken the first step in getting ready. You're taking the first step in maturing. Now you can align yourself. You can get that understanding and that wisdom, and you can mature. 
So once you've established that standard for growing and maturing, the next thing you can do, now you're in proper position. When you spend time with a person, you're able to see who they are. And what you do is you spend time with them. You get to know them. As you get to know them, you're prayerful. And then you can see, wait a minute, that person, I see, oh, they understand the word. They're applying the word, or maybe they're not. But if you don't already have these things established, not just doing them one or two times, but if you don't already have these things established and you haven't taken a self-examination to see where you are, when the other person comes, you can't see where they are. You're not in proper position. So first of all, get yourself in proper position. And then when that person comes and you spend time with them, you'll be able to see and examine the fruit in their life. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Minister Castile. Um, let's add to that this. Um, during my study time after we met the other day and uh, during my meditation time, God showed me this, that dating, courting, all of those things that lead up to marriage, those are, that's, it's just that. The end goal is marriage, right? So the other things that lead up to it, that's not necessarily in God's mind. Marriage is what's in his mind. We have put some stages on it. Okay, so it's, it's, it's that, that piece of it. Maturity then has to have happened and have taken place before the process that starts what we consider marriage. So that's in dating. That's in, and so I'm, I'm saying dating because that's what this person put down, but we've already understood that dating can be between two people of the same, that's a date. I, what I'm thinking you're saying is exclusive dating, which is courting. So in all of those, even, even in that state when you're dating someone, it's maturity. Why? Because there are only three levels of maturity. Follow this. Three levels of maturity when it pertains to God. That's number one, salvation. That's the first one. First level of maturity, new to the faith. You're starting to mature. The second step is knowledge. That means you're growing in your understanding of the word. You're growing in your understanding that it's not about me. Taking out selfishness. You're, applying, you're hearing the word. You're, you're building your faith in the word. You're building your arsenal of the word. And then the third and the final is wisdom, which we've already talked about. It's wisdom. And wisdom is living to serve God. Living your life to serve God. You have put away the childish thing. The childish thing, as a child, we are immature. As a child, we are selfish. As a child, we think it's all about us. As a child, we do what we want to do. But if you are mature enough and in maturity, when you reach that final stage, you're, in your mind you're saying it's all about God. It's all about God. So you can see then, if that is the final step in maturity, that's why you have to have that before you start dating. Because in your mind, it's all about God. 
I'm not going to do anything. I'm, my life is to serve God. So you will keep that in your mind as you go through what we consider the stages of marriage or, or leading up, the stages leading up to marriage. Okay? So that, that's what God dropped in my spirit about that. Maturity. Turn to Philippians chapter 1. This is the only scripture I'm going, I'm going to take you to. Philippians chapter 1, let's look at 9 through 11. And the scripture reads, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. So, here we see, again, maturity. We see the levels of maturity. Here we see, number one, that we must, our love first must abound more and more. That's maturing. As your love for God grows, then your desire to love him love the lord your god with all of your heart your soul your mind your strength then you will want to obey the word of god then you are growing then you want to grow in that knowledge of him you want to grow in judgment growing in judgment what does that mean that means i see by the word of god that the way i've lived my life and i've done things is not the way that God desires. So I now I'm putting judgment to it. But be, I'm doing that only because my love for God has grown. And I'm growing in his love. Then being sincere. Being sincere is what the scripture says. So uh, my love for God, God grows. Then I'm sincere and without offense when I hear the word. We're talking about maturity. We're talking about maturity. I hear the word. I'm sincere about my love and my growth in God and my desire to change and to obey him. And so now we're down to I'm not going to be offended by what I hear. I understand this from God. And then the third thing, being filled with the fruits of righteousness. That means I have heard the word. That means that I'm sincere. That means that I am, have taken no offense. I'm going to hear the word. I'm going to apply the word now so that the fruit of righteousness, the fruits of righteousness, me coming to church on time, me coming to church to hear the word, me positioning myself so that I can hear the word because, again, I love God. We're talking about that maturity level, right? I love God. I'm going to position myself to hear the word. And then when I hear it, I'm not going to take offense. But I'm going to do what the word says. I'm going to pray. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to love the Lord my God. I'm going to love people. I'm going to want to serve him. And I'm going to want to serve people. I'm going to do all of those things. I'm going to bear the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to do all of those things because I first love God. The second thing, a pliable heart. A pliable heart. Understanding when you choose to love God, you are choosing to do things His way. 
Because the word says that if you love me, he said, if you love me, you will what? Keep my commandments. So as you choose to love him, then you are choosing to do things his way. Understanding this, that seasons are in his hands. I heard in that scripture, it says that how do we, about the next season. So we have this growth and then we go to the next season. Seasons are in God's hands. You don't determine when it's time to go to the next level. See, when you put in your mind that you're going to choose, you're going to decide, you're going to do the examination so that you can determine the next level and the next, the next stage, you have put it all in your hands. And it's not in your hands. They said about praying. When are you going to pray about it? Determine, forget about determine, when are you going to pray about it? That's wanting God, what God wants. Maturity. See, that's why you have to have maturity first before you even start all of that other stuff. From the, from the get-go, from the beginning. That's why you've got to be mature. And then you cannot, so Minister Castile talked about examine yourself, and that's good and that's fine and that's well, and you should, because the Scripture tells us to judge ourselves. But then sometimes you can't judge. Sometimes you don't see. And that's where your spiritual authority comes in. Your parents, ask your parents, are you mature enough? Ask your pastor, are you mature enough? Ask the other church leaders, ask your ministers, ask your deacons. Ask those who you know who have been in the faith for a long time and you can see their walk. (laughs) Ask them. Ask just people that, that you just come in contact with, godly people. Again, it don't necessarily even have to be. It can be a sister Hasten. It can be a sister John. It can be a sister Hare. Those you know, you can see that they're walking in the faith. They're hearing. Ask them, do you think I'm mature enough? Because you can't always judge. Because we've already said, sometimes you, your judgment is biased. Because of what you want. Because of the decision that you've already made. I'm going to determine when it's time for me to date, for me to court, for me to marry. It's not in your hands. It's in God's hands. Amen. Let me go back to the question. I'm going to echo pretty much what has been said, not only this morning, but mornings before addressing questions. And actually... Probably doing a lot of the teachings that we did before going into this. But the question, or the questions I guess I should say, is how do you determine whether yourself or the person you are interested in is mature enough for dating, courting, and marriage? Should there be a certain level of growth in each of these areas before moving to the next season? So I'm going to deal with that second half first and then just put it out before you plainly. Hopefully you've heard it. Should there be a certain level of growth in each of these areas before moving to the next season? The simple answer is yes. <laughs> Hopefully you heard that. Hopefully you grabbed a hold of that. Uh, but I mentioned to uh, my fellow ministers, I, I like to rephrase the question also. It can be restated in, is dating, courting, and marriage for any and everybody, no matter their level of maturity? No. That's not the case. And, and I want to refer you back. There's a scripture we, we referred to at the beginning of our teaching about are we prepared for the married state. And, and 
the Bible says, I believe it's in Proverbs 31, for three things the earth is disquieted, and for four it cannot bear. And one of those was an odious woman when she is married. So the earth, in its opinion, says everybody ought not be married. All right, so, so we understand that. So there should be a certain level of maturity. And Minister Stinson actually hit on it because then it leads me to another question. Right? So it goes back to that first question. Okay, well, well, how do you tell? Well, then the question in my mind is, what is maturity and who gets to define it? And I'm going to echo exactly what Minister Stinson said. Not you. The Bible lets us know most men will claim their own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. And on top of that, and I want to go here as well, you know, one of the reasons people connive and meditate on how they can get close to get somebody's attention is you can color it however you want to color it, but the bottom line is called desperation. Amen. It's called desperation. I don't care what you call it. It's desperation. When I say desperation, it means that you're seeking this more than you should be seeking other things. In your unmarried state, you're supposed to be seeking how you might please God. But certainly you're consumed with how to please somebody else as opposed to pleasing God, which leads us to points of doing things to please other people and compromising what pleases God. That's called desperation. And when you're desperate, I believe this. You know, I, I've, I've said this in times past. I will say it again. When people get desperate, their mind goes. There's something chemically that goes in their head or in their mind. They can't think straight. You know, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible, and it came to my mind when, when y'all were talking, and, and it's in 2 Corinthians. It says, examine yourself, whether you're in the faith. Know you not that you're in, in Jesus Christ, except you be reprobate. See, desperate people get reprobate. They can't make right decisions or right judgments. So, no, you shouldn't be the one determining whether or not you are mature, or the person that you are interested in is mature. I will give you a couple of scriptures. One of the scriptures goes back in Genesis. You don't have to turn there. It tells us, therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife. So, in order for the man to be ready for marriage, he has to be released from the house. And you can go to Second Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians, actually, chapter seven, when Paul talks about when a man gives his virgin in marriage, and so when the lady is ready to get married, she has to be released. From her parents. You know, there's a message in that. The message is that God has given you parents. Uh, and let me say it this way. Let me make sure it's plain. If you've got godly parents, if you're a young adult, if you're a teenager, whoever you are, and you have godly parents, lean to your parents. They know. Let me say it again. Your parents know. Let me say it one more time. Your parents no. You may not want to go to them, but they know. And, and you're, you're setting yourself up to make a decision based on your level of knowledge, and you don't know. You're like the blind, <laughs> getting with the blind, and because you exclude those who know, you're going to end up in a ditch. They know whether you're mature enough. They know if you're even close. They'll be honest about who's interested in you. And whether or not you should be spending time with them. They'll be honest. They'll be, they will be truthful to you. But I understand. Somebody say preach, preacher. No, I'm, I'm just joking. I understand. You don't want to go to your parents because they never prophesy smoothly to you. Hallelujah. 
And, but, but, but here's the thing, because I want to go here too. So someone might be out there and say, you know what, but they're not my biological parents. You know, now we're playing games. But, but they've been in your life all this time, right? You know, and, and the thing is, when they put food on your table, you're not saying, you're not my, you're not my real dad. When they're putting clothes on your back, you're not saying, you're not my real mama. You're receiving that, but somehow when it comes to giving you the counsel you need, suddenly you want to pull out that kind of card. No, God put them in your life for purpose. God has provided you the things that you need because these, these are right questions to ask. It's not a bad question. This is a perfect question to ask. You know, am I where I need to be? Are they where they need to be? Because I just don't want to jump into this thing. You're starting to see the, the criticality of the decision of who to marry or if you're going to marry or not. So those are good things. So you want to make sure you have the proper and the right information. Your parents have it. Your guardians have it. And here's the thing about it to me. I don't know what it is about us as people. Why it is we don't value the valuable things God has put into our life until we don't have them anymore. That's not wise. Okay? Here you are. You're sitting with all the resources that are available to you. You're not taking advantage of it. That is foolish. Okay? And, and that only hurts yourself. So, so my counsel to you is listen to your God-given authority. God has put it into them. And I'm going back to what Minister Stinson just said. One of the things is that maturity needs to be in place before you even start this process. It, it really does need to be in place. And again, we're talking from a godly perspective. Which means a lot of people aren't there. The processes have already started. They're already in the midst of dating and, and courting and what have you, but they, they never reach that level of maturity, right? And so, I understand that many people out there, you have disdained the counsel of your godly authority in your life up until this point. And in all honesty, what you should do is start early. Before you're ever interested in anybody, before anyone is ever interested in you, you should be sticking close to your godly counsel and to your parents. Again, I know that's not everybody's case, but in a lot of, in a lot of cases, people aren't, are not doing this. And so if you're to a point now where you've already started the process, here's what I give you counsel to do. If you're born again, believe it, repent because you did wrong. Repent before God that, God, I apologize. It's you who's put these people in my life. It's you who put me in this household, in this home. It is you who's provided for me through them, and I have not taken their counsel. I haven't submitted to you the way I should. You should repent right now. And repent is not only just a turn of heart, then there's got to be a change in motion. So now you've got to get close. Now you've got to draw close. And it may not feel good. I don't like to talk to mama. I don't like to talk to daddy. You know, and parents, I'm going to get you on this parent and don't play their game either. Where they just go to one parent and don't tell the other. And let them know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you daddy. No, I'm going to tell you, because we're helping you. Because the answer is there. You know, God has put both mother and father in the house when they are there for that purpose. You understand that? And so you lean on them. Repent and get under their counsel. And when I say get under their counsel, when they don't prophesy smoothly to you, receive it. Oh, we're talking about maturity now, aren't we? Oh, we're all the way in it. See, see if you can't do that, you're not mature enough to do anything else. Stay where you are. Do not pass go until you get this thing together. Do you hear me? Do you understand this? God has, I mean, God has just done it so well for us. God is not against you getting married. But I tell you this, God is not against you maturing either. And so why don't we mature 
before you get consumed with these things. Because, again, what happens is we get things out of order, we get desperate, we make wrong decisions. This is where all this stuff comes from. And, and I want to say this. I really do want to say this. I want to make sure I, I say it properly. This is why you get people. You see some people, you're like, how do they get with them? And you know what you mean when you say that. You're too good for them. <laughs> and how would you end up with that? I wouldn't want to be in your situation. That's how these things happen because we get things out of order. Because we do not mature. Because we do not take advantage of the counsel that God has put before us. So again, I want to say, repent. And submit to the counsel of your godly parents. And someone might say, well, I'm, I'm older and I don't have godly parents. Well, God has put godly authority in your life for a purpose. And for a reason. You know, you got to pray for brothers sometimes. Because again, I, all these things, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to these things and it, it, it made me think. <laughs> We're talking about examining yourself and examining somebody else. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. What happens is that I'm trying to think how to say it. I'll, I'll just say it. I had this conversation here uh, this past week, and it, it came to mind. Uh, if you're not spiritually mature, no wonder you're accepting any and everybody. Okay. And if you're a spiritually mature person, what are you doing? with those that are not spiritually mature. Let me say it this way. You talked about levels of maturity in God. Here's one thing that too many people are caught up with. They're carnal Christians. What are carnal Christians? I'm going to put it this way. Because when I heard you talking, here's what I was hearing. I was hearing that, have you actually listened attentively? <laughs> Have you submitted fully? Have you conformed completely? Because that process says, I'm not just hearing the word, I'm going to become what the word says I'm supposed to be. A carnal Christian is not working to make themselves to be what the word says they be. They will hear it, but they will not do it. So they will curse on the regular. So they will drink and get drunk. They will cheat. They will steal. The fruit is there. As a believer who's serious about the things of God and will not go that way, why are you even giving them any attention? Why would I give them attention unless I'm desperate? So let's take a step back and let's breathe. Am I mature enough? I don't have the answer. You can go and pray on this. God, who has the answer? God's going to say, didn't I already tell you? Did not put it in your And you say, but God, they don't prophesy smoothly to me. It's because you don't know everything. It's because you're not always right. Because you're not as smart as you think you are. As fact, in fact, you're not even smart. But I've given you somebody who's going to help you along the path to get smart. You'll hear God say that. See, that's maturity. When I don't, I don't just power through. I can actually hear the word of God. And I can submit to the word of God. When God says, stop it, I can say, okay, God, I'll stop. When God says, take your time, okay, God, I'll take my time. When God says, don't make a date, okay, God, I will not make a date. Okay. And first, it has to be in you. Because, again, if this is not you, then you won't be able to judge the person that you're interested in. But in, but in any regards, even if you think you're mature, don't trust that you are. You better ask somebody. Now, I'm going to say it like Pastor said, you better wake up. And you better recognize. Otherwise, you are headed for 
trouble. Amen. I just want to add one thing um, to that, Minister Martin. Just, and I'm going to just say it the way I have it in my notes. Just relax. Okay. I am, I'm, I'm about to be 47 year old, seven years old. I've never been married. Do I want to get married? Yes. But you know what? I stopped letting the world, my friends, my family, everybody around me, and not in a bad way. Some people, you know, people, here's the thing. People who are happily married and they love you, they want you to have what they have because they're happy. So that's what they know. They're not, you know, some people, they're not pressuring you in a bad way. That's just what they know. But that's, once again, you've got to be mature to understand that. Um, but what I'm saying is what I had to do was I had to say all those things don't count. What counts is what God says. And then once I figured that out, I had to make that. I had to become one with that truth. I didn't, I didn't change the truth and make it fit me. I became what the truth said. But to do that, you know what I had to do? I had to relax. I had to look around and say, wait a minute. I have been letting all these weights and burdens that God has not put on me. I've been keeping those. And I've been trying to pull forward, and I can't relax. So I had to drop all that. Then I said, you know what, now I can take a deep breath. I can take my time. And like Minister Martin said, I don't have to sit here. Somebody comes to me the wrong way. You know what, you don't even get to come to me because I'm not paying attention to you. And it's not that I'm like thinking all these other things. I'm just focusing on the things of God. And I tell you, listen, you don't have to believe me, but this is the truth. If you focus on the things of God, get out of this timetable, get out of this desperation. And you know what? You don't have to tell nobody else you're desperate. God knows and you know. Just admit it to him. Work with that. See, already you out of everything. You're worried about what people are going to think and all these other things. And that's not it. Just take the word. Take what God is saying to you. Relax and trust the godly process. Take a deep breath. Just take a lot of deep breaths. And trust God. One final thought, um, as Minister Martin was was talking. Um, so I said maturity, right? So there's this level of maturity. In this question, I heard growth too. So we understand that maturity has to take place before all of that other process. But then there's growth. So I don't want you to think that there is not that once you reach maturity, that that's it. Okay, because once you reach maturity, now you're at the point to say, I know I need to continue to grow in God. Just think about a tree, because, you know, in the Bible, it, it references or, or, or refers to us as trees. So think about it in this sense. that when you buy, when you first buy a tree, so we're talking about a baby, baby tree, if you will. No leaves, no fruits, no nothing. You get a bear. You don't even necessarily have a lot of root, if any. Right, So you buy this tree, and you place it in the ground, it starts to mature, starts to create roots, starts to create leaves, it gets taller, it gets, and that's how our lives, that's natural, think about our natural lives, and we can't confuse our natural lives with our spiritual life, because just because you're 30, just because you're 40, that does not mean that you're mature, you're mature in body. But that does not mean that you're spiritually mature. 
And the spiritual maturity is what God is talking about. Sometimes we get to a certain age and we think, oh, it's time for me to date. Oh, it's time for me to court. Oh, it's time for me. You're thinking about the wrong level of maturity. Okay? And then after that tree matures, so sometimes they tell you this particular tree, it only grows so high. Right? Once it reaches its maturity, what, what God says, how tall it was going to get, that doesn't mean it stops growing. Because you have to prune it. You have to water it still. Because if not, no growth is going to die. That's how our lives are. We reach that level of maturity. But we understand that they're still pruning. <laughs> there is still sanctification. There's still all these things. Why? Because I have to bring about the peaceable fruit of righteousness. I have to continue to produce. So keep that in mind. Amen. Time fails us. But that's why we have more questions and we have more time to address these things. But, but and I, I make sure that you don't understand this. God, we, we started this when we started this teaching. Make sure you understand. God is not anti-marriage. God is all, he's the one who established it. It's just that what we do is we jump the gun and we don't wait for God in his seasons. We do things out of, things out of season. We just want you to just slow down. Trust God. God has someone for you, but you'd hate to, well, well God, you know, I went ahead and took this one right before this one came that you sent for me. Don't let that be you. Okay, that's all that this is about, okay? Let's bow our heads in prayer. This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.